cliffcentral.com Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com Jumbo salama, hola, bonjour. I hope that you guys are really having a lovely time. Welcome to the Fashion Lab Show. My name is Lizo Gumbo Regisford, your host. And thank you for tuning in once again to our show. This is the show that dissects the business behind fashion. And obviously, because we care about the development of uh, fashion, especially in Africa, we like to have these conversations around fashion, around style, and around the business behind fashion generally. Now, on today's show, we are talking style according to four different Africans across the continent that we selected randomly because they're so stylish and so cool. They may not be working directly within the value chain when we talk fashion, but they're definitely talking to us today. Now, I actually realized that when we spend time talking fashion we are always talking to the fashion industry professionals and there's a whole world out there of fashion lovers who also have opinions based on what they receive from the fashion system that is mainly dictated by the pros now today's show is a very special show because we're engaging with these fashion lovers across the continent we've got east africa we've got west africa we've got north africa and we've got south africa we're picking our general consumers' minds around their relationships with fashion, how they perceive style. And we kind of just want to pick our general consumers' mindset around their relationship with fashion or with style. Now, before we plug in our special guests, we're joined by our New York contributor, Edgy Benson, with his echoes from New York. Edgy runs NU New York, which is a fashion services company based in New York, sourcing services to fashion brands, fashion designers. Edgy, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I am good. What are you wearing? I am wearing today. Do you know or do you want to guess or did you see? <laughs> today, Not yet. Today, I today, no. today I'm wearing my uh, our denim trench, the Lizo Gumbo denim trench. Uh, I am not playing and I did not wear it with pants or with, with, with flared pants or flared jeans or tights. I literally have my beautiful legs out because today is a leggy day. So I've got this beautiful baby. It's so casual. It's so comfortable. And then I have my beautiful, uh, heels, which should look like I'm actually getting ready to go into a diamond exclusive ceremony somewhere in Mulholland, I think. I don't know. Someone, please, I don't know. Someone will tell me. But anyway, I'm feeling really fresh. I'm feeling vibrant. Uh, the weather's nice. The sun's shining here. So I'm feeling great. And you, Edgy, who are you, who are you wearing and what's inspiring your look? Well, today I am wearing. Uh, 3S4, one of our one of our brands. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wearing a really cool little jacket. We call it the the elbow jacket. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And and my ubiquitous skinnies. Mm. Check you out, Edgy. <laughs> As usual, like I said, should I? I mean, I'm proud of you that you've switched it a bit, but. Like I said, I don't want to have to now say what I'm wearing and what you're wearing as well in future. So let's let's just keep it fresh and different, okay? Let's do the mixing and let's just be let's do it a bit differently every week, Edgy. But it's really nice to have you on the show. We appreciate your feedback. And uh we want to just quickly dive into the matters at hand today. Now before uh, we get into the real talk. Um, this is just a quick reminder for those who are tuned into the show for the first time. We've got my favorite segment of the show. At the end of the show, it's called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? Mm-hmm. So feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. We are on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We're on Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram. 
And we are on Fashion Lab Africa on Facebook. Share with us your thoughts around some of the feedback we will be getting from these stylish people across the continent. Now, allow me to just quickly plug into our first um, connection. Now, our first connection, I think let's start with South Africa. Our first Southern African connect is Brandon Roma Harris, who's based in Johannesburg. He's a young, fresh, humble somebody, you know, with these days... You know, the minute one can wear a blue skirt and a red corset, they think they've arrived. But this one, he's definitely edgy. This one's a name we'll be talking about in two years or more from now in a better tone than what I'm actually doing now. Now, this Brandon boy is just fresh. He walked in uh, wearing a black ensemble at one of the shows I attended at SA Fashion Week. And I had to run and say to him, who are you and who are you actually? Because this black ensemble was a long, beautiful skirt, so effortlessly edgy. Wow. (laughs) He had, he had the, the, he had a maxi, a maxi skirt on and this beautiful shirt on. And he wore it so well, even Panina, Marcy and the other girls were looking and almost like making faces. So all I want to say, he looked better than Mariana and Sally, and he is a stylist, but he's not plugged in for that. We're actually plugging him because how good he looks and how well he puts his looks together. Just uh, mm-hmm. let's roll over and take a listen to Brandon. My name is Brandon Roman Harris, and I'm a stylist. Style to me is the best form of self-expression and my way of making myself feel good. I would say that my style aesthetic is versatile, as one day I'm wearing a collar shirt and a pair of trousers, and the next day I'm wearing a dress. Um, I would say that my favorite brands are Gucci, Alexander Wang, Tiger of Sweden, Topshop, and Zara. My favorite African brands are House of St. Luke, Woolaholics, and Black Coffee. My favorite stores or boutiques would have to be Burgundy Fly, Nikki Boutiques, and Butter Jewelry. And I see South African fashion becoming a style of its own, where we no longer follow trends but start setting them. It's about time that us as Africans start moving towards a more fashionably diverse culture and embracing our roots through fashion. Uh, That is Brandon. Uh, He is, like I said, one of the most stylish people I've seen um, around here or you know just around lately and like i said his style is very unique and uh we're going to um also post up uh, a picture of him or two or three and we are also just going to want i think the I, the whole idea is to also get feedback from those who are listening and just mm-hmm. kind of also give us your thoughts however ag i want to before we go into the next just uh throw that back to you now you've seen brandon you've seen uh, his style aesthetic uh i try to make this very um sort of guided by you know giving them specific sort of guidelines around what we want to know for example where they shop what style means to them you know who their top 3 african brands and then obviously their top brands generally just from fashion brands and i feel like these uh sort of you know when you listen to his response it kind of also helps guide you as to why and how he consumes fashion and also why he is putting on things the way that he puts clothes on and how he mixes them up and stuff. What are your thoughts around Brandon's look? And, and you know, do you know, when you listen to the stores where he shops at or you think you listen to the brands that he's really focused on, what, what are your thoughts when it comes to what's shaping his style? What type of style? What do we, what do we call his style actually? Now, I think Brandon is very androgynous, and actually he taps into the, 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 the whole um, sentiment with fashion right now. We, fashion, is, in some sense, is trying to do away with 
it's not really doing away with the sexes, but it's a blurring of the lines, you know, where androgyny has become really, really, androgyny has always been big, meaning things that are, uh, can be worn by both men and women because of the shapes uh, in which they come in. Um, and he, he appears to be a guy who, who, who embraces that. And that is just to show you how current he is. I mean, but, because androgyny is fashion's new currency. It's, it's, it's a big deal. And he, but it also shows the vibrancy of the industry at home in Africa. It doesn't matter where we are. We are Africans, but just the way that he, he imbibes what's going on in fashion, the way he tears away from norms. Mm. Uh, it's very, it's very cool to, to, to see that because fashion is about definition and defining you. It's not about defining you by trends or by followership because we're not fashion actually. Yes, it's, it can be a little bit ironic in the sense that fashion has trends and trends tend to hurt you like a like cattle in one direction, but it also it also begs for people to tear away from that trend, you know, from to just define themselves or define themselves within trends. And just listening to him, you can see that he he is he is uh, he is really uh, his way of thinking about fashion is a way that fashion would love to be taught about. Wow. Oh, Edgy, you sound like fashion's cousin. Are you his cousin or his sister? (laughs) (laughs) Are you related to fashion? But listen, um, I I love, yes, I love what, um, what he, he's doing and I love, he's so, his style, I can't find one word to describe his style, which also makes it very interesting because it's, it's, it kind of almost feels like what you get is what you get, but obviously his creative psyche is also like on a whole new level. I'll tell you one of the things I've noticed about him and more than ever through the continental conversations, uh, and plugins that we have today, you'll realize that he is actually the only one whose fashion sense borders beyond sex in a way that, and still so tastefully in a way that makes us almost like the borders for him when it comes to what he wears is like, I can wear the same thing he's wearing edgy. And I know that yes, uh, fashion is moving more and more towards the, um, sort of unisex, um, pieces that appeal to both sexes and still make sense from a style perspective. But he's him wearing the long skirt that I would wear on Sunday. That's just, that was... I mean, honestly, he ties into a big, a word that is really huge right now in terms of, just across industries, he he ties into this thing called disruptive. Like he mm. he he is cutting away from trends. He's trying to disrupt the flow of things, and fashion just loves that. You know, mm. yeah. I love it, and I love the fact that you uh you know before we move to the next uh c- connect uh the fact that also uh he's such a free spirit and um. He's not a name, even though he is doing a lot of styling work. He's not a, a real key player in the game, but he has really moved uh, beyond borders in a way that I just feel is so refreshing and is not bound by the fact that he's actually South African. Because when people sp- speak style these days and I say to my friends, you can't say Congolese fashion or like Kenyan fashion. What, what is that anymore? There's nothing like that. It, it, you know, you think about Brandon's style, it's not necessarily South African fashion, even though he's here, but it is, yeah. it is, it is just a very unique, refreshing sort of, um, style aesthetic brought into the world and the whole world can relate to. And he's just from here and he's obviously allowed himself to be influenced in so many ways that he is no longer a South African 
style influenced person, but like he's just Brandon. And that's his style. I think, I think that's a really big message for African designers, to be honest with you. There's a big takeaway from here, uh, from this, because people like Brandon are at home. And you can see where the stores that inspire him, the stores that he wants to shop at. When you look at those stores, it's a challenge for African designers that, you know, the, the youth in Africa, they are look, there's a big window out there. They're looking through this window. They are seeing what's going on. You know, the challenge, every day we talk about, we talk on this show how designers could, could relate and be better. And, but you know, this is the big education for them, like listening to the, the, just the African guy on the street, the African woman on the street, what he likes, what they what they like, you know, should really be a challenge. These guys, these guys know where it is at, so yes, we've got and, to come up with the goods. And I love the fact that as a, a, a Brandon, he did not give you stores like Naked Ape or like what he gave you Nick, the Nikki boutiques. That's where we would the girl, regular girl, would go for her gowns. But mm-hmm. I just love that. Anyway, I want to move on to our next connection. Our West African Connect today is our Nigerian Connect. She goes by the name of Amaka Chira. And sorry, Edgina, this one be no, she not be no Calabar girl. <laughs> you know? So I had to bring somebody else because I was like, enough of Calabar in the house. We need to bring somebody else with that Niger flavor. So I beg, sorry, now this one not be All yours. Right. <laughs> so, so we are plugged in, um, Amaka Chira. And as much as she runs a food catering business, she's actually a model. And, uh, one of those born a model will die a model, whether she's in and out. Um, she's one of my many sisters. So if you are looking for sisters out there, cause yours left you, you can ask me nicely. Cause I have some of the coolest sisters that I can hook you up with. Anyway, let's roll over to Amaka and hear what she has to say. Hi, this is Miss Amaka Chira from Nigeria. I'm a model and a caterer and I love everything fashion. Um, style to me is an interpretation of who I am as an individual. And my style aesthetic is very eccentric and very unconventional. I create my own stuff. I hardly ever follow trends or wear what everyone is wearing. When it comes to my style, norms don't apply. As much as comfort is key for me, I always tend to step away from my comfort zone. I tend to dress against any established or prescribed norm from the media. And it's all about expressing myself. Uh, my top five favorite brands are Emmy Casbit from Nigeria, Adidas, River Island, Gucci, and Puma. My top three African brands are Dealer Sego, Rubicon, and Subba. Um, my top three stores are H&M, Zara, and Puma. <laughs> the future of African fashion is very, very bright. I mean, we as Africans are becoming more aware of the richness of our cultures and fabrics, and we are all embracing it, you know, and it's a good thing. Um, in the next five years, I see Africa blossoming, and it's the center of fashion. Ciao. Ciao, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now this one be our own. So Amaka is very stylish, again. Her style is very different. And again, we're going to share uh, a picture of Amaka so that you can see what she looks like. And the idea for me is I feel like the best um, fashion um, social media platform is actually Instagram. And therefore, that is where we will be throwing and splashing on some of these images. And then for those who are tuned in, you can actually share your thoughts on what you think is going on. So this is a West African Connect, Nigeria in the house. And she's based here, but at the end of the day, she's still Nigerian to the core. She still brings me moi moi. And, you know, we're just happy to, uh, to be in connections. So the truth of the matter is, Edgy, again, you've listened to Amaka. 
yeah. I, I I look at her style as very she's very very laid back in style. In fact, I like. I feel like between me and Amaka, she's very laid back in her style. So she'll wear one of my booboo skirts and then wear it with a little mm-hmm. vest. And then just throw in a small little heel and that's that's it. So very effortless, very minimalist as well. Uh, I think her her approach is very less is more. You've seen some of her pictures and then obviously she's mm-hmm. got this tomboyish thing as well, which is, mm-hmm. uh, is not me, but is her. But what do you think about her style and what do you think based on just the feedback you've had so far? Uh, what is driving her style and, you know, kind of who she is from a style perspective. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think the thing with fashion is that some people have a knack for just knowing who they are. And she sounds like that kind of a girl. Like she, she, she knows how cool and she just, she just imbibes it. She just wears her cool. And you can see these people on the street and designers love these people because they have this, easy comfort with clothes, you know? Mm. Um, she's, 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 she's very savvy and she knows, uh, she doesn't need to do more or, or she just knows what she needs, she needs to do. She doesn't need a whole lot of things. She doesn't need a, a lot less. She can, she can, she can flow with her feelings and she knows her body very well. So she sounds to me like very, very savvy and her choice of, her choice of clothes, um, her choice of brands like River Island, and Adidas, they, they, they point to um, something more ad leisure, meaning she wants comfort, but she, she doesn't want to confirm. Mm-hmm. She still wants to look very stylish. Uh, there's a boyish tinge to these to these brands um, that she likes, and that's that's very, that's sophisticated. That's very sophisticated. Mm. Yeah. And I have to you add know. on and say that you know for her body type because like she wears things that I wouldn't wear because she's kind we are kind of similar body types as well. And I find that for her for me what I stay away from because I know that I'm skinny and and tall is I stay away from dry clothes that make me feel like I'm dragging down the, the river Nile, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that's why for me, stuff has to normally be very well fitted. And even if it's an A line, I feel like, you know, I just want to make sure my waist can be seen. And then uh, I like to have the A line very much more accentu- accentuated and just exaggerated mm-hmm. a bit more than normal. So that, you know, so you actually see more than just a tall black girl from the Lua tribe, you know, you actually see more flavor. Whereas with Amaka, even though she's tall and slender, she actually gets away with this androgyny, like so much. She's always, Mm -hmm. not always, but I think 50% of what I've seen her in is very easy, loose, comfortable, but just, so it's interesting that even though we have similar body types, maybe it's also our personalities that help carry what we actually want to speak or represent when it comes to style. And I think that she's doing a great job with that. Um, Yes. Yes. It is experimental. I think that's a good word for her. She's she's so she's not afraid of experimenting. Although Brian is 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 Brandon is experimenting too, but in a more disruptive way. <laughs> while Amaka experiments in a more uh, in a towards comfort, towards just ease, you know. Mm. And and so there's a boyishness to her, and I I like that a lot. I mean. These guys are really telling African designers a lot, you yes. know, like there's a, so much sophistication in, 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 in their needs, you know. Wow. Yeah. So, again, uh, when it comes to the regions and why we're also talking regions and why it was so important to have this conversation and plug in different um uh, style lovers from different parts of the continent is to also say, again, we are living in a borderless world. And I'm sorry that please... 
don't think Amaka's dis- uh, Amaka's uh, style sense is actually Nigerian because she's Nigerian. There's nothing like Nigerian fashion. Mm-mm. Well, actually, no. and I'm sorry, and it's not just Nigerian. I'm just saying people need to get away from the notion of it's Kenyan or it's Nigerian or it's Tunisian. So I, See? yeah. No, but that was what we've been trying to say all this time on the show, the African design to African designers, right? Because fashion is so universal. I mean, it's just for us to learn that language and speak it. And they don't just speak it by saying the words. We speak it by doing the, the deeds, you know, like being on trend. Uh, being. I know our season really messes us up, but, you know, the, the general uh, fashion structure, we have to just kind of buy into it. You know, this way we can get these guys, you know, and catch their flow. So again, uh, very interesting conversations with her and the fact that, you know, where she is has nothing to do with what she's, she, she, she's wearing or what she loves to wear. And again, power to us for being able to pull this information out. Like you said, Edgy, when we were having a conversation with Edgy last night, for those who are tuned in, Edgy was actually saying this is like a survey that we could actually, <laughs> if I was a brand, I would buy this because then it helps me kind of do some of my homework without really getting on it myself. It's a, some groundwork to actually know who the consumer is, is here in Africa, what they're doing, what they're about. And again, at the end of the day, these stylish people, they are actually the consumers. They buy more Absolutely. than uh, yes. They buy more than the ones who get. These ones don't get freebies. No endorsements for these ones. They buy, but anyway, nothing wrong with endorsements. <laughs> Moving to our third um, connect <laughs> is our East African connect who comes from Kenya, and actually, to be precise, we share a tribe. So that makes us tribe mates. She's originally from the Lua tribe, based in Nairobi, and her name is Juliet Achieng, and she is a film producer. Sorry, Juliet Ochieng, and she is a film producer and actress who just knows how to put her look together. So I selected her for this random search on picking minds around style-driven girls in the continent, repping the East Africa, because I think she has a great, interesting sense of style. Now, let's just roll over and hear what uh, Juliet has to say. My name is Juliet Atenu Ching, Miss World Kenya 2004, and currently I'm a movie producer. (sighs) Style for me means elegance and comfort. Hmm, my style is aesthetic. I would say I'm very eclectic because I collect different things and I love to try out different styles. So nothing, I'm not really tied down to one type of style. My top five favorite brands, Tom Ford, Steve Madden, River Island, Roberta Cavalli, and Banana Republic. My top three African brands, Whoa, they, it has to be Wazawazi, Adele de Jacques, she has beautiful jewelry, and Diola Sagoe from Nigeria. Her clothes are just amazing. <laughs> ah, top three stores, boutiques. I would say ASOS because you find quite a lot of stuff there, shoes, jewelry, plus size clothing. I love Zara. I love their shoes. They're amazing. And of course, H&M. I always find fantastic stuff there in the plus size division. Thank you so much for having me. There you go. That's Juliet Ochieng from Kenya. And again, she's, she's also given us a lot of information, Edgy, but the truth of the matter is, uh, it actually shows you some of the brands that are really making a name. Have you actually heard one? Any one of these stylish people mention a brand twice? Have you had any 
Brand mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? Yeah, yeah. The, I've had River Island and Dela Sego were mentioned, hmm. both by Amaka and uh, and and uh, Ochim. Yeah. So then it means that that's a good thing because it means that good things are happening and it means that Diola is making waves as well because it seems like we've had her twice from two different. Yeah, she, um, she's consummately cool. And uh, yeah. so, what are your thoughts with Juliet's um, style? I think one thing that Juliet's style uh, um, discloses, which I'm, I don't know if African designers are paying attention to, because over here we are paying a lot of attention to it. So, at, on the sizing end of, of the spectrum, right? Um, so the plus size market, which is, it doesn't mean that you are plus or whatever, but it's just um, when from all from sizes ten or uh, twelve all the way a little bit up. That market is growing so much. I don't know how well the African designers are tapping into it. So Julia, uh, she gives us a bit of an insight into that, like, you know, where she's shopping and, uh, you know, the things that would work for her body, which is important. Uh, for the, it's an important takeaway for designers. But her style is, 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 is fantastic. I mean, she's, she's looking for comfort and elegance. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, those are, those are primarily the things that fashion wants to deal with, you know, especially the elegance part of it, you know, and uh, the comfort, you have to find comfort where you can find it. But fashion is mostly going to try to give you elegance and especially the, the, the more, the more, the more established lines. Uh, but the new age, of course, is is more like disruptive, more like experimental. But she's 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 uh, more pure in in what she needs, you know. And uh, she should be easy uh, for African designers to look after. But if they are not if they are not tuned into where the market is going into, <laughs> like where where the, where you know that which segments of the market are growing. And then they probably miss her, you know. Mm. But the plus size market here is huge. Stores like ASOS and um, so ASOS, Zulily, all these stores are huge. Like they're making, and everybody, even the big designers are adding plus size sections to them. Even for us, for Harrods, we we didn't even have a size ten. Now we go all the way to like eighteen, twenty, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think also what's interesting about Julia is she's not a small girl, so she's a bit of a different size of girl, but she still is able to put her stuff together. She, there's no excuses for her. She's like, listen, I know the brands where I find comfort. I know. So there's like comfort food from your River Island. I didn't even, I even forgot River Island exists. Not in a bad that's, way. I just that's have Rihanna's line. Yeah, well, I just, like I said, I don't really, uh, yeah. So, but anyway, it's good to find that she's got comfort. Uh, she's got luxury, uh, down her alley. She's got, uh, African brands that she believes in and, uh, she's very eclectic. She's, uh, Pan-Africanist, as I know, because mm-hmm. she's all over the continent and she travels a lot. So she's well exposed as well. But the one thing for sure, like I said, is comfort, but fashion. But I think more, let's just call it style. Cause she does not look like she wants to get involved in trends. But she knows what accentuates her shape, her curves, and she knows what uh, she can be able to wear into a boardroom 
uh, to go, you know, whatever she's going to be able to wear when she's looking for sponsors for her new movie or film, you know, for yeah. what she's going to wear when she's parting and letting her hair down with the girls. So it's good to see that there's that um, sort of a um, very forward, um, unapologetic um, expression when it comes to style. And I'm very proud of what I see because... It doesn't have to be my style. It doesn't have to be your style. I think the fact that people are bold enough to say, this is my style, peace and love, and move out of the way, get out of the way, come with me, roll with me, or get rolled over, actually. That's what uh, that's what the expression is shouting here from all these different um, conversations we've had with different connections. Yeah, and if I could add something. I think the, it's, it's very nice to see that River Island comes up because we... We uh, we developed the, the the first the the beginning collections of River Island, mm. and I could see. No wonder you're about yeah. to beat me down. Ah, I knew there was a connection here. Why we are getting so personal? But yeah, great, great, but, but I, <laughs> great stuff, AJ. Make your point though. But yeah, great stuff, great. But I could see how it could fit because it's totally androgynous in a sense. I mean, Rihanna is like so, um, you know, she's so off kilter, you know, so. Everything is is so hard to define, so it could fit a lot of people. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. What would you say well, is the anyway? Let's let's uh, let's go to our next person. Is there anything else you want to add on for Juliet? No, no. I mean, she she seems really assured what what she wants, and and I'm very happy that she found these stores. Like ASOS is fantastic. Yes, so and, I'm glad that she found ASOS, and she's yes. So and, it's it's a great store. And, and Edgy, to add on to on to what you're saying, also is you know the brands that you know when you know people who are actually well traveled and very aware of their style is is when you have ASOS in your list. And I'm not being funny. I'm just saying mm-hmm. there there are some brands that are like, okay, yeah, everyone knows, everyone shops there. And then there's just some brands that you ha- you, fi- you literally find steals, amazing steals, and it is just one of those that you kind of want to have on speed dial anytime mm-hmm. uh, just to mm-hmm. fill in the gaps. So anyway, I, again, she is Kenyan, but she's not bound by where she's from because that's not Kenyan fashion, and that's not what represents Kenyan fashion because there is no Kenyan fashion. But anyway, moving on to our last but not least which is our fourth connect is our North African connect who hails originally from Morocco, but she's based in London. She goes by the name of Ines Kombala. And I am glad that we caught up with her because she's here in Johannesburg as we speak. And I will not tell you what she's doing here unless you ask me nicely. But anyway, so this girl is stunning. She looks fabulous. Even if we attempted to drape her in Egyptian cotton bedset, whatever we throw on her, she just looks really good. And again, I am not plugging in names you may know from the top of the fashion industry list or stakeholders or VIP list. However, these are just cool, stylish people in the continent doing their thing in the best way they know how. Let's roll over to Ines Kombala and hear what she has to say about her style story and what drives it. Hi guys, uh, my name is Ines Kambala. I am an 18-year-old architecture student and uh, I go to the University of Kent in the UK. Um, to me, uh, style is simply a way of communicating to the world your creativity and confidence. In other words, um, your clothes become a mirror that reflects your personality. So basically, your clothes will speak about what kind of of a person you are, a conventional person who just wants to fit in, or someone who does not want to fall into the conventional and and wants to be different. Personally, I do not believe in having just one style as I like to experiment with different styles depending on my mood 
uh, or the weather, or season, or occasion, etc. Um, if I were to describe uh, or, or summarize my style preferences in general, I would say that I am more into casual clothing with like an indie or grunge or rocker twist. Basically, kind of like the Tumblr, the Tumblr um, girl style. Uh, my top five favorite brands would have to be Brandy Melville, Diesel, Zedek and Voltaire, Weekday, and Urban Outfitters. Uh, my top three African brands would have to be Luayu Art and Creations, David Lale, and Gert. Um, my top three stores, department stores, boutiques, malls, well, my first one would be Suffrages in London. Second one would be YDE or Young Designers in Santon. And third one would be just Morocco Mall in Morocco and Casablanca. Um, to me, the future of African fashion, well, I see it growing and ready to be international. It's innovative, it's different, and it's vibrant. Therefore, in the future, well, African fashion is just going to explode. Thank you. It is exploding, I tell you. Huh? That is mm-hmm. Ina. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Ina's Kambala. And I'm going to just, when we finish, just run through everyone's social media handles so that whoever is also tuned in can actually follow them. We just kind of see what we've been talking about, why we actually selected them and what they're doing with their style thing. No style is better than the other. It's just that, like I said, I think this is an exercise we need to run at least three, four times a year, Edgy, so that we can actually pick uh, different minds around style. But let's speak about Ines. Uh, Moroccan, uh, eclectic, but still, like she said, rock and roll, grunge. Uh, you know, if she's a girl who's one of her favorite or her top five is Urban Outfitters. And another mm-hmm. one, she's, she also mentioned Diesel. You can already imagine kind of what she wants. Again, one of the things that I find or the synergies, um, that I find with Amaka's style for Ines is actually the whole, uh, androgynous sort of feel but very lax so they go for the lax they don't want too much fuss uh, I also heard Ines mention the indie sort of vibe so tell me what mm-hmm. do you think about her and she's like I said she's only 18 she's probably the youngest um, out of the four mm-hmm. and uh, but the one thing for sure is she's very very alert she's aware of what she mm-hmm. wants and you cannot confuse her she's very very uh, certain when it comes to what mm-hmm. she wants how she wants to look, how she wants to feel, and which brands and which stores she enjoys, uh, whether, whether, whether it's the experience in store or it's whatever it is. What are your what are your echoes, Edgy? No, I mean, she has a very cultivated sense of style. When you listen to her and this, the brands that she likes, she's very she's very sensitive to, to how she feels about clothes, and she wants to see that they reflect uh, how she... She actually feels. I think she's a very conscious fashionista, if, this, if I was to put it that way. Um, what did you, call, what did you good, sorry, what did you call her? Just say that again. Okay, a conscious fashionista, in a sense. Fashionista, Edgy, uh, what, that fashionista word, I think let's talk about it in like five minutes, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I'm just trying to say she loves, I mean, it's someone who loves fashion, but she loves it very consciously. She has, um, she has a, she has like very defined, she has a very defined taste, you know, but it's defined along like 
her feelings in a sense because she has a mixture of brands here that are like Zadig and Voltaire is like very much uh, mm. out mm. there, you know, yes. very avant garde, <laughs> but in a very um, in a very uh, in a very in a young in a very young way, you know. Mm. And she also has you know lines like that are a little bit like urban outfitters that are a little bit more subdued mm. in just casual and, and um, diesel as so well she, mm. yeah so she has a very nice mix but she's very close to the way she feels mm. um about, about about herself every day and she dresses like that accordingly yeah, so it's, it's, it's and she shops at Selfridges so it it tells you like she's very sophisticated in her sense of style and she has very close similarities with Amaka in the sense that they're both very young and free uh, in, in in their spirit mm. of clothing yeah, but she is definitely more on on the conscious on the conscious on the conscious side of it. Mm. Yeah. It's very interesting. And also the fact that, you know, like again, I said, this is, uh, North Africa, uh, you know, and we are represented by Morocco on that note. But still, for mm. an African person who even lives in the continent, people even say, what is the style there? Or you think everyone's wearing hijab? No, not everyone's wearing hijab. People actually, and even the, <laughs> under the hijab. No, for real. And this is a conversation. I think we need to have another, uh, session soon around the hijab and just the fact that people don't understand that, um, the Islam community, as much as they cover up, it is, they have very plash ways of covering up and it is still a segment of what goes under, uh, the title fashion or style in a heavy way. But mm-hmm. again, because I have a lot of Muslim friends, what they're wearing under those, huh, now for you, now beg, I will tell you next week, oh, but I promise you, <laughs> the fashion sense, especially amongst the Arabian women, they don't play with their style. And I love the fact that Ines is Moroccan, based in London, very free spirit, but still very aware of who she is and what she wants, how she wants to be perceived from a style um, perspective. But then very young as well, but very, very aware. So I think uh, it's just refreshing. Again, there is no Moroccan style, guys. There's no Egyptian style. There's no Tunisian style. There's nothing like that. This is just another free spirit from the continent holding it down and doing her thing. You know? Yeah, it's really cool with Inez because she's so young, but yes, she's very cultured. Like, um, her sense of style is very, is very, um, very elevated and very defined too. So it's very cool. I mean, for African designers, I think it's, it's, there's so much to learn listening to these guys that they're actually probably more, more ready than the African designers are, quite honestly. Um, I mean, they are, even when you look at the choices, their choices of African designers, they have picked designers in Africa that are actually very much in line with what's going on outside or are really consummate with their work. Like Diola Segoa, for instance. I mean, that woman is almost untouchable. You know, her couture is fantastic. Her ready to wear is amazing. And then David Clale is popular out here. So, so these guys are challenging African. I think there's a lot for African designers to learn from just listening to these people. Um, is the challenge is just for, for African designers to step up. Hmm. You know, I love it. So uh, for uh, social media handles, I'd love you to just check out um, for those who are tuned in. Uh, you can check out Ines at Inesco one two three. That's her Instagram handle. And then, uh, we, for, um, our lovely Brandon, who was repping the South, uh, you can check him out <laughs> on BLVCK underscore RXMVN. 
And then obviously we have Amaka and Juliet. Amaka is Pisces Love 07, I think. Gosh, I'm going to give you guys that information. I'll give you Juliet and Amaka's handles um in just a few minutes before we wrap up. But um Edgy, what are your final sort of uh echoes when it comes to just this conversation today and how crucial it is? How 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 crucial do you think this role of what we actually the exercise we just went through uh plays when it comes to the African industry and beyond because you know the African industry is just Africa but we are now playing in the global space so it is the global industry, but with a specific focus here in Africa. I think it just harks back to the conversation, it harkens back to the conversation you and I were having yesterday, where we were saying, you know, in having this conversation with these people, with these various African um, style, uh, I mean, people, various Africans in different parts of the world, um, the, the goal was for fashion, fashion lab to do what it really always wanted to do, tie designers to the market, tie the market to the designers, right? Mm-hmm. So we've always, we've always tied the, the designers to the to the market. You know, try to tell them this is what's going on in the market. Get designers in to talk to us about their lines. And now we've got the African, this African people on the street who are stylists, who are stylish, who are conscious of style, and they're telling you what they're wearing, um, what they're like. So I think it's a very good confluence here. We're bringing these two communities together. And so I'm, I'm happy that we can do that. I think this, for the designers, it's up to them to learn. I, I don't think the consumer, these people that we've spoken to today, have anything to learn because they're, they're, they're teaching us <laughs> uh, the designers now what they want, you know, mm-hmm. it's up to us to, to give them that, uh, to step up or not. Mm, it's you know? very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my, that's what I'm, that's my, my, what I feel. Yeah. It's beautiful. I've really enjoyed this, Edgy. Thank you for your input. Um, what we're going to do again, like I said, is I'm going to plug in everything on, uh, when we get off and thank God for social media. So for those of you who have missed it or for those of you who are only tuning in right now, we've been plugging in West, Central, East and North Africa and just talking to different um, individuals around what drives them when it comes to style. And uh, like I said, it's a very important exercise for us to have. And it's also information that is not necessarily information that sits in a file from 1924 where we can just say, hey, edgy, open the blue file. And then we say, oh, yeah, this is what <laughs> happens in Morocco. And then this was what happens in East and West. No. So for me, this has been very um, refreshing. It's also been very informative and it's also been for me, uh, in empowering for those who are wondering what's going on in the continent that are not necessarily in the continent right now. Welcome to the new Africa. This is how we do. And, uh, I think we are going to just go ahead and quickly roll over to who would you want to address and why, which is our final segment of uh, this show. This is what I call our red glass of wine. So if you're sitting and listening, maybe, and you have a, gra- a red glass of wine, you can actually just, just toss to us. We'll, toss back um hopefully we'll get somebody to also anyway this is our glass of wine and we go and it's only me and edgy so uh fortunately <laughs> edgy is going to start again and edgy i'd like you to we have time just a little bit of more time today we're not rushed who would you want to address and why today not me not you please please just please no today today has been quite a discovery for me and today to be honest with you who i would love to dress is I, actually, I wish I could dress all of these guys that we spoke to today. Um, 
but I would say Brandon, uh, just because it's so brave. Mm. I would love to dress him in in um, uh, in three as four in one of our just almost similar to what I'm wearing, but we call them the the the. It's, it's not the elbow jacket that I have on. It's called a deltoid jacket. It's just, I can see a guy like that just pulling it off. You know, it's just, it's just so brave and so in his voice, you can see how much he loves fashion. And I, and, so the, and the good thing with your choice, yeah, and the good thing with your choice today is he will actually pull it off. It doesn't matter what, if you, actually it doesn't matter what you give Brandon. He will wear a sack yeah. if you, he, and he yeah. will work it to the point where he is the center of attraction wherever he goes. So yes. But, um, that's great stuff. Now for me today, I want to dress Ines Kombala because She's very young. She's very, she kind of has this naive look, but I don't mean it. I think that's yeah, just, a, that's, just <laughs> that's just a little bit of a, I think it's a little facade. I think the girl's very uh, on fire. She's a fiery girl. You can see this fire inside. But what I love about her is she's young. She's fresh. She's a, uh, uh, alert, fashion alert, fashion aware, and she's really just like mm-hmm. running with it and and moving with it and flowing with it like like ice cream, like someone's just eating ice cream. So it's very effortless for her, and she is standing. Yeah. She's literally, I think, my height. So you can imagine what we are talking about: legs for days, and she just looks stunning. And I was going to say, just to add on, you know, Ines actually for one of her top bra- African brands that she said she would like to dress was her mom's brand because her mom is a designer under the Loayo. Um, brand and she's the okay. one yeah and if you remember edgy we've had her on the show for those who've been listening to the show she's the designer who actually has brought art into uh into the oh, into yes. the runway so her yes. art yes it yes. translates from the wall to the shirts to the dresses and it's beautiful and it's the beautiful fusion of art and fashion and we actually will plug that in again uh, towards the end of the year because it's a very interesting conversation to have and also interesting for people to actually see how art in fashion has become so much bigger um, just after our last year's conversation with Lubna. So Ines is who I want to address today. Um, uh, one more handle I have is Juliet Ocheng who we um, interviewed, I mean, uh, around the her fashion style uh, and she's on Juliet Ocheng, J-U-L-E-I-T-O-C-H-E-N-G. C-H-I-E-N-G. Gosh, why do I think everyone speaks the languages I speak? Anyway, you will find out. But we'll put this stuff on uh, social media for those who don't know and those who are interested. And I want to thank all of our contributors today for coming in and just sharing with us something from deep uh, inside their fashion hearts. And I want to thank you, Edgy, as well for joining us today and uh, also just really bringing in your insight and your echoes in a special way. And for those who are tuned in, we want to thank you for tuning into the Fashion Lab. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you're in the continent or in, within the diaspora and you think uh, there are certain topics that we're not touching on that are actually of uh, crucial importance right now, feel free to also just um, reach out to us. We are on www.fashionlabafrica.com and we hold it down here at Cliff Central every Thursday, 2 to 3 Central African time. And until next week, I think we just have to say 
Ciao. And we are coming to you live from a poster on the wall of Stephen's bedroom. This is a glorious day for a home game, arguably the under 13 first kiss event of the decade. That's right. Underarm conditions, a touch humid. I don't think there's a dry pit in the house, Ken. No, it's understandable, Paul. I mean, a lot of bounce on that throat nubbin mm. did give away for the old yawn into stretch and shoulder grab combo. That's a classic. Classic. His form, not quite on point, but you can't argue with those results. He has the opposition right where he wants her locked between pit and palm. Exactly. I mean, look at that circular caressing motion. Man, that is some sexy circling. And yet he's unlikely to find boobage that far north. That's right. But he sure is showing this girl's shoulder a good time. Oh, hold the phone. He's going in. Yes. Eyes closed, mouth open at full extension. That is a generous use of time. Nailing it with that full facial action. Ah, the sweet sucking sound of success. Oh, this is just beautiful. Flies see too much. Kill them. With fast, deadly doom. All right, Paul, it's day 539 of Becky's Not Over Brad Marathon. We're here live on a frankly delicious bolognese stain on the living room wall. I love what she hasn't done with her hair. Stunning. Works so well with that dirty, oversized ex-boyfriend sweater. And uh, looks like we'll kick things off with a hit of the old cheese in a can. I mean, if that isn't perfectly timed, cheesy aerosol magnificence, I don't know what is. Me neither, Ken. Now, look at this focus. This commitment to season three of Obese Brides. That's fat. I mean, six hours and Mm. counting unwavering. Stop that. Oh, another hit of cheese. Uh, mm. And looks like she'll break now for some social media stalking. Swiping through the ex's photos like a wildcat in a litter box. She's already zooming in on a pic of the ex snogging a random. <laughs> Observe the bottom lip quiver, yeah. the face crumple. Oh, yeah. Nice, there is a bubble in that left nostril. That is moist. Oh, this is big. Whoa, whoa hold it, hold it, Paul. Oh, yes. yes. This seems to be an 8.7 on the ugly cry scale, Paul. Yes, what a moment. You know what? I think this calls for some annoying face buzzing, Ken. Agreed. Right behind you, Paul. Right behind you. Flies see too much. Kill them with fast, deadly doom. Cliffcentral.com